My Big Black Fantasy Podcast, episode 27, starts now. Yeah, I love the Raiders. Mm-hmm. But you know, hey, I watch them and want the Raiders to win, but if, if they're playing the Steelers and I have the Steelers defense, I want Derek Carr to get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. This is B. Getting close, folks, with Dog. Hey, hey, the champ is here, motherfuckers. <laughs> He's got one drink in him already, folks. <laughs> it's ready. It's getting close. We draft tomorrow. Oh, yeah, the Coxman's League, baby. We draft tomorrow. So there's excitement. You can hear it in our voices. We're excited. It's like, like kids on Christmas. We're just waiting to open our gifts tomorrow. We're going to do it at lovely Rush Street in Culver City. Hell yeah. If you're there in the neighborhood, come by, drop, say hi to us or something. We'll be upstairs, right? We're probably going to ignore you, though. Yes, we are upstairs. All right. All right. So, Let's do it. That's what's going on in our life. You guys, I hopefully, hopefully you guys have not drafted too early and run into an Andrew Luck crisis, like I advised last week. People who drafted last week were probably nuts. Some people drafted three weeks ago. I don't see why that happens, I man. don't understand that. And people will tell you, because I... Mind-boggling. Yeah. I talked to a lady on Twitter, and she's like, hey, uh... I, I had to draft because it's hard to get all these people's lives together. No, not in this day and age. Technology, you guys could could figure out a day to um, draft. Uh, you guys could figure this shit out a year ago. And, right. and to avoid all this other stuff. And people say, well, Andrew Luck could have got hurt in game one. Well, he didn't get hurt in game one. You you got no numbers off Andrew Luck if you drafted him. That's, yeah. that's the real truth, okay? So don't make that mistake again next year. Get ready for your draft this week. Doggy, in the spirit of the draft. Yeah. Because I can ask you, because it's, it's coming up. Right. Are, are you nervous? I can no, feel nervous. No, hell no, man. I feel nervousness from nah. you. You're I a mean, you always get a little, well, I, I speak for myself. Yeah. I always get a little butterflies before the draft. Oh, yeah. Always. Like I'm about to play a big game, you know. Exactly. But, um, you know, you know, when the lights cut on, baby, you know, I'm ready to perform. To perform you know what always. I mean? Always. Always. Yeah. So that being said, who's your number one right now going in the draft tomorrow? Well, I pick uh, in the 11th spot. Yes. So it's probably going to be Tariq Hill. Um, Michael Thomas, if he slides down to me, sure. it's going to be, I'm probably going to go receiver, receiver yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. And then deal with, uh, in you know, in the third and fourth rounds, deal with second tier backs. Deal with it. Yeah. So that's what my plan is. But you never know when the lights come on. I could, it, like you said, if Nick Chubb is out there, I might grab his ass. Exactly. Exactly. I, well, that's what we'll find out. Jay, what is it? We got a guest coming up, Matt Betts, who's a physical therapist. He's an advisor to a lot of different uh, fantasy podcasts. He's going to have injury information for you that is very smart. He comes from an expert. You got to listen to it, right, folks? So it's coming up. Um, we, you know, we'll address some of the issues of the week. We already told you who our number ones were. Or actually, I didn't. David Johnson is my number one. Okay. For right now. For right now. Alvin Kamara was. But if I'm drafting fifth tomorrow, which I am, I'm waiting on David Johnson. Um, we'll see. Ty Gurley might drop in your Ty- lap. And you know what? I'm not scared. I'm not scared. But we're going to talk about that with Matt Moore coming up. Um, you know, a lot of stuff has happened in the last week. It's a, it's been a bunch of stuff. You had injuries. You had Andrew Luck's uh, retirement and so on and so forth. Um, do you, But most importantly, the, the draft is coming up. This is, the gotta, most exciting time yeah. in fantasy football is the draft. Exactly. And so... Everybody has their opinions on it. Dog has his opinions. I'll hear, you know, you get, you get, you're going to get my opinion. We're going to hear from Matt Betts' opinion pretty soon. Um, but you know who else has an opinion there, Doggy? Who? 
OJ. Oh, the juice is loose. The, the juice is loose again. Um, in, in OJ's latest uh, creation of himself, he is now a fantasy football expert. All right. So the we juice... got to get juice on the show. Oh, dude, if we get juice on this show. Ooh, we can get, get him on the show, B. Well, I got to get a whole lot of insurance for that. But juice is going to tell you who to take first. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll play that for you right now. Hey, Twitter world is yours truly. Well, last night I had a barbecue at my house. All my fantasy guys came into town and we picked cards to see who would pick first. Me being the guest, of course, I let everybody pick. I took the last card and guess what? I didn't even have to use this card that I had on my sleeve. In any event, for the last, uh, I guess, um, month or so, I've been telling you why my homes should be the only quarterback picked in the first round. And if I had the first pick, I'd take him. Everywhere I've gone since then, everybody's saying, Juice, come on, you got to take a running back. A running back got to be first. Well, a couple of years ago, I was watching USC play Penn State. They had a sophomore, freshman on the team named Barkley. I said, that guy's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. I'm a running back. So my first pick, 2019, Saquon Barkley. Okay, what the fuck is Juice talking about? First of all, he sounds like he's all alcohol and cocaine. <laughs> cocaine is a hell of a drug. You know, his fucking voice is gone. I love the Juice, though, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad he's getting in fantasy football. But you know what? Yeah. He, he's, he's all over the place a little bit, you know? And um, yeah. I can see where Mahomes, in our draft, he might go in the first round. I think he's going to go in the first four picks. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And... um. But, hey, he's talking about he is a running back. Motherfucker, you a former running back. You ain't no running back no more. But, uh, hey, you know, Saquon, I mean, you know, shit, that's not nothing, like, special. Well, you know, we, he, we would know he would go first, probably, you know. You can see where he's starting to deteriorate, where he starts off with the thing about Mahomes. Yeah. And then he somehow gets into Saquon. But then the thing was, he says, I had people over at my house. And I was a guest. Did you catch that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said he's fucking. He was fucked up. He yeah, like he was he's, fucked he's up. on. Yeah, OJ's, we got to get him on the show though. That that would be a find. And yeah, we're yeah. Like I said, a lot of insurance. But anyway, so that's the Juice's opinion. You know our opinion. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get Matt Betts. He's on the phone. He's kind enough to join us. He is in uh, therapy, physical therapy. He's accredited. He's a, a, a therapist, an analyst, a fantasy analyst in terms of specializes in therapy for a ton of different fantasy shows. Um, he's a guy you want to listen to because, you know, draft day, if you haven't drafted yet, getting close, you think about Todd Gurley, you, you're crying over Andrew Luck. You need to listen to guys like this. So anyway, Matt, thank you for joining us. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. No, we, you know, we want to get right into it. Um, you know, we went through last week the shock of Andrew Luck and the retirement, and now sort of the aftermath, where everyone's sort of saying, okay, what was he dealing with in terms of an injury that was so bad that he had to step away? What what kind of thing with, with that calf was he really dealing with? Yeah, that's still a question that I don't really know we'll ever have the answer to. I mean, we know going all the way back to March that it was a diagnosed calf strain on an MRI. So we know that for sure. And then that's where the question marks start to come in because a typical calf, typical calf strain, you know, even if it's pretty serious in nature isn't not going to last over the course of an entire, you know, six month process. Like it should have healed a lot faster. Mm. He did kind of talk with the media. And at one point did mention high ankle type of sprain. And then also 
you've heard all this about like a bone issue. And really what that's referring to is the back of the ankle joint has a lot of ligaments and tendons that kind of go through that tunnel. And it's a, a term that we use called impingement. Basically, it just means some of those tissues can get inflamed and almost kind of get entrapped in those tunnels. And it can just cause this cycle of repeated irritation and discomfort. It usually does well with a long course of therapy. But I think really to answer your question, we don't really know the exact specific reason as to why he did step away from the game outside of the litany of injuries that led to all of this. Yeah. And what kind of rehab for what you just mentioned would you be dealing with in terms of you know time and, and effort and all that other stuff? What are you looking at? Because we're trying to figure out you know, what he had in the future in terms of dealing with this thing that he was trying to avoid. Yeah, that's, again, really, really tricky to answer because of the fact that it was kind of a, a multi-layered issue, right? Like, mm-hmm. starts with the calf strain. The rehab for that is basically, you know, mobilize the tissue, kind of keep it loose and not get stiff, and then kind of gradually strengthen it back up as pain allows you to. So it's relatively straightforward. Mm-hmm. Then from there, high ankle sprain is more tricky. You know, ligaments get stretched, so they're a pain generator. You have to you know, make sure inflammation stays at bay. You have to slowly transition into like stabilization type exercises and really focus on regaining single leg control. And then for this last, you know, third puzzle piece, which is kind of that irritation at the back of the ankle, you do a lot of manual therapy. So hands-on mobilizations to the joint to kind of loosen up the area and create space. Mm. And then you basically do a lot of pain control techniques. So Wait, mention that last, you you cut out the last part, a lot of what kind of techniques? Uh, So hands-on techniques basically to improve uh, how the ankle joint moves. Uh, Basically, you you try to create normal physiologic movement at a joint with some hands-on work that, you, you know, you do as a trainer or a physical therapist. So that's something that works for some patients, but doesn't always work for others. So when you look at the whole timeline, I mean, at some point, there's just a a pattern that Andrew Luck fell into where his body was just not letting him heal. And he kind of entered this chronic pain cycle. And, you know, you asked for a timeline. Unfortunately, that's where really you know, medicine is lacking is when those those kind of issues become chronic. Timeline and healing timeline goes out the window and there's no really set recovery date. Sure. And then fantasy wise, and this is for people in dynasty leagues. If you're a betting man, does he come back? Yeah, tough to answer that question. I honestly don't think he does because, I mean, you could hear it in his voice and and the sadness and just how much this guy's been crushed by injury. And when you talk about his injury list, I mean, fractured rib cartilage, obviously the debacle with the shoulder and then the shoulder surgery. Now this lower leg, lacerated kidney that had him peeing urine uh excuse me peeing blood in his urine (laughs) yeah and so i mean yeah this guy was just battered and bruised i can see a scenario where in two years he gets over whatever this is and then wants to come back to the game but maybe it's as a a quarterback's coach or maybe it's in the booth Mm -hmm. something like that but i do think his days are over hey matt how do you feel about the fans booing him that was so tough to see it it definitely made me upset um and i think the situation in general made me upset right like this poor guy literally is planning to announce his retirement not even a full day later like hours later because it was saturday night he was going to do it sunday 
And he just had to have the news break, obviously, uh, from Adam Schefter. And the whole situation was disheartening to see. So I definitely felt for the guy. Yeah, I feel pretty bad for Andrew. Look at myself, man. You know, but, uh, you know, I could see why the fans booed him because he could have retired like maybe what? Before the uh, camp opened? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he could have retired earlier. Mm hmm. Yeah, but I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know if at that time he knew the severity of it. I think it, it is a competitor, and I think the guy is is basically known as a competitor. He got in the camp and probably it became a nagging thing, and it probably became a little bit more than that. But he probably tried to keep going until he just couldn't go anymore. Yeah, I think he got tired of rehab too, man. That, yeah, that that would do it. That would do it. There's a lot of pressure on him. Yes, and here with Matt Betts once again, he's calling in from Vermont, and I just told him that we. I, this is the first person from Vermont I've ever met in my in my whole life. We're from we're calling from Los Angeles. This is like a special moment for me. Yeah, it is really. Yeah, we didn't know people. We like Bernie Sanders, and that was like it. You know, <laughs> that was pretty much my knowledge of Vermont until just a couple of minutes ago. Um, coast speaking, to coast. yeah, coast to coast. We're we're coast to coast live. We're doing it better than ESPN. ESPN has coast to coast. We're doing it better than them right now. Um, <laughs> uh, sticking with injuries because that's your specialty. Um, Gronk was on made news shortly after Lux retirement, saying that he could possibly come back, and he. You know, I don't know if this is coincident or not, but he made the announcement as he was being an advocate for, uh, I guess, medicinal marijuana or some sort of marijuana. Um, how much of this marijuana thing do you think is going to play into the retirements in terms of players sort of holding this over the NFL's head and saying, hey, if you make weed legal, maybe I'll play a little longer. I mean, do you see that coming? I think it's definitely possible. I mean, you look at the the nation as a whole and – 10 years ago that was out of the question and now it's starting to become legalized in more states every year and i think that trend continues with the nfl because big time players are stepping away from the game um, sooner than we want them to and obviously for the nfl from a ratings perspective and for generating revenue earlier than than they want them to and you know it's it's wild like you hear these stories of these players just being addicted to painkillers and having to use them to get through the season where you have this other option. And, and this is definitely room for debate. So I'm not saying this is strongly what I feel, but mm. you have this other option. That's way less uh, of a burden financially on our nation, way less of a burden health wise on these players. And maybe that's better than having these patients use opioids. I don't know. Mm. Um, but I certainly think it's in the realm of possibility. Hey Matt, do you think Gronk's going to return to the NFL? Oh man, I he's so fun to watch when he's on the field. I hope so. I don't think so though. Mm-hmm. There's a scenario where it exists, but you know, we just talked about it with Andrew Luck. Gronk has had his fair share of injuries, namely the back surgery, yeah. ACL injury, dislocated elbow. So he's been through the ringer as well. He has Super Bowl rings. I mean, he's obviously having fun in retirement right now, and that's what Gronk does. So I don't think he does, but if you tell me that there's a chance it happens, I won't tell you you're wrong. Yeah, you know what? And Gronk's six seven. He's a big target tight end, man. You know, those safeties come up and well on him. Yeah. You know, and he's he's watched all entire game. You know, he's double teamed, hits. You know, he's just uh I don't I don't think he's coming back. Yeah. He's he's hard they're to going miss. for the yeah, yeah, they're going for the knees a lot too. Yeah. He's he's too big to bring down high and so you go low and then you know, just like he was saying uh, during his press conference. That that shot to the quad in the Super Bowl, you know, he, I think he struggled with for weeks after. So, 
it, it would be yep. great to see him back. I, you know, I just hope these guys, both of them, Luck and Gronk, do what's best for them. Um, yeah. And, you know, you're speaking to a marijuana aficionado here with Dog. Dog, Dog's <laughs> piss is always cloudy. So <laughs> he, I, he, and this is a question for him from me. Um, he's probably too high right now to ask. But um, in your experience dealing with physical therapy, does weed, what have you seen it do? do, do? Does it hurt? Or does it help? Does it, what does it do? Man. Yeah, I mean that's a scenario that's definitely not in my practice mm-hmm. uh, abilities to be able to prescribe that or tell patients to use it. Um, uh, even you know medically, that's that's not what I'm allowed to do license wise. So mm-hmm. um, anecdotally, I've had patients come up to me and they say that's what they use and that helps. Mm-hmm. And then I've had other patients say, you know, I've tried it and it helped a little or it didn't really help that much. So it seems to be specific person to person. Um, one big thing that you're kind of seeing in general is the use of like CBD oil and, sure. um, that kind of stuff. So taking away, you know, the, the THC from it and basically just using it for pain control. And it's still super early in the studies that are going on to really figure out if it works. Mm-hmm. But, um, it seems to be very patient specific at this point. Gotcha. Yeah. And, you know, the question on everybody's mind for this draft coming up, or, or a ton of people, and it's on my mind because I pick fifth tomorrow, Todd Gurley, mm. arthritic knee, work manage, workload management, um, whatever you want to call it, whatever they're doing, what can we expect from Todd Gurley this year with that arthritis in his knee? Yeah, the hate has gone too far on Todd Gurley. Um <laughs> It's yeah, people are scared and and maybe rightly so to a degree, but I think it's I think it's based off of what your understanding is going into the season. Yeah. And I'll just be honest with you guys, you know, the arthritis isn't going away. So this is now what Todd Gurley and up to 80% of players coming off of ACL injuries have to deal with. So this is not just Todd Gurley, this is Sony Michelle, this is Jay Ajayi. Sure. Um this is you name the player that has an ACL injury, they are going to have arthritis at some point in their career. It's just that Todd Gurley was the RB1 in fantasy and a superstar in the NFL. So it made so much news. And I think the timing of how it happened last year with the playoff run really, you know, blew it up. Mm. And for Todd Gurley, I really do feel confident in him this season, as long as the Rams are smart. And I think that, you know, a team that obviously lost in the Super Bowl, they're going to learn their lesson. So they want to have Todd Gurley down the stretch. What that means is, 12 to 15 touches per game is in the realm of possibility for Gurley in the first half of the season so that they keep him fresh, ready to go. Mm. I still think he's extremely effective with that limited workload. Obviously, fantastic offense. Obviously, fantastic coaching staff and offensive mind in Sean McVay. And when they get inside the 20s, it's going to be Gurley on the field. So he'll score touchdowns. I am still on Todd Gurley this year. I think he's a steal if you can get him in like the mid to late round two area. I would not be upset with anyone taking him earlier. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for him at five if David Johnson isn't there. David Johnson is my my number one. I, it was Kamara up until about a week or so ago, but I think if David Johnson's there at five, I take him. If David Johnson's not there and all the other backs are gone, the elite guys, the McCaffreys, Kamaras, uh, Saquons, what have you. I think I'm comfortable with Gurley there. Yeah, five. for me, I'm passing on Ty Gurley just to the simple fact I don't want to hear my number one back uh, with the name with uh, low management, the phrase by it, you know. And I'm cool on that because I want you to be a hog and a horse. Yeah, you know, I want you to get thirty touches, twenty five touches a game. 
Exactly. You know, so. And that's the thing. But you see, like you said, the efficiency is still there. He's going to get the ball inside the 20. He's, you know, he's going to be part of the passing game. And the thing is, if, if he's down to 15, 12 to 15 carries, they're going to get their money's worth. Those 12 to 15 are going to be designed to score a big play sort of oriented. So I'm comfortable. It's not as comfortable as I feel with the four other backs necessarily. But at five, uh, you know, you got a couple shots at running backs this draft, and then you got to jump into receivers as fast as you can. I'm good with Todd Gurley at five. Um, Matt, are you done drafting? If you, you got any drafts coming up, what are you doing? What's going on? Yeah, I'm just about wrapped up. I am in uh, one more draft this coming weekend, which is actually a best ball draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, my redrafts are done. Dynasty leagues are set up. So I'm pretty much ready to roll for week one. How many leagues are you in, Matt? Oh, my gosh. Let me <laughs> have to think about it. Uh, I believe four dynasty leagues and then somewhere in the realm of like six to ten redraft leagues. And some of those are like industry leagues. And we have like a writer's league for our website that I have. And nice. Uh, a listener league so they're kind of more casual and for fun so uh, a bunch of leagues for sure definitely keeps me busy gotcha who is the guy on most of your teams that is going to make or break your season for me i'm all in on nick chubb um and Mm. it's actually perfect that we we bring that up to talk Mm. about it Mm -hmm. with tareem hunt who just underwent sports hernia surgery ah breaking news so Yeah. yeah, so I just I just got the news update today. Whoa. They're basically saying... <laughs> that may change something. Yeah. That He's suspended for eight yeah. games. So. Yeah. Yeah, so he suspended for the first half of the season. Um, I honestly think you could argue that Nick Chubb belongs with the, the big four that everyone is, has given the names to. You know, obviously Zeke's different because he's not showing up, but mm-hmm. Zeke, Kamara, McCaffrey, um, and... Who am I blanking on here? Uh, McCaffrey, Kamara, Saquon, and Zeke. Saquon, Zeke. obviously. Yeah. yeah, and Zeke. Well, Zeke, if he signs. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, he he's going to have such a massive workload in those first eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's a fantastic offense. Obviously, Odell Beckham is going to help them move the ball down the field. When they get in close, it's obviously Nick Chubb. There's not many backs in the league that are guaranteed for three downs and guaranteed workload inside the 10 yard line and that's nick chubb Mm -hmm. and when kareem hunt comes back now he's coming off of this uh groin surgery which usually those heal pretty well but it's never guaranteed so it's a it's an eight-week recovery timeline it puts him very close to the start of when he comes back from suspension but there has to be a few weeks built into that recovery timeline in order to allow kareem hunt to really acclimate back onto the field after coming off of injury so you're talking about week 11 12 13 Whoa. maybe that cream hunt is himself <laughs> wow and that changes some things that changes yeah some things. and at that point like you have to play for now like there's no guarantee that you make the playoffs so sure. give me nick chubb at a round two price who can put up top three numbers at the running back position he's on a lot of my rosters wow did nick chubb have a, a pretty you know harsh injury in college at georgia he did yeah what was it acl yeah. or something like that no, so he actually injured every ligament in his knee except for his ACL. Oh, right. yeah, I remember hearing about something like that. Yeah, so wow, so him coming back—I mean, that changes some things. Because my red flag with Nick Chubb was what happens after week eight, and you're sitting there and you're saying, "Okay, I'm trying to win week one, obviously. 
I want a guy, and he's he's obviously going to be there the first eight weeks. But also mid season, mid to late season, I don't want to do a whole lot of shuffling. I don't want to get have Nick Chubb and then find out he's on a timeshare with Kareem Hunt. You know, so that's been my red flag on him. But if you're saying now, and I guess the news is he's coming, he has a sports hernia that puts him right at about the eight week mark, and no one ever comes back precisely at the time. So you're talking about nine, maybe ten weeks, and shit. You're almost in the playoffs at that point, right? Yeah. That that yeah. that change that could change some things, you know. And we draft tomorrow, so I'm gonna uh, put that in my notebook. Hey, and, Matt, you have you have a certain strategy when you draft. Give me some pointers, man. Yeah, I would say in general, I tend to go best best player available in almost every round, mm-hmm. with the caveat of if I if I'm stuck on a player and I have you know four running backs already, then maybe I'll go the wide receiver. But I am definitely team late round quarterback unless it's a super flex league. I almost don't touch the running back position until at least round 10. And then it's defense and kicker in the last two rounds. And most of the time, if, if I'm drafting with a couple of weeks left of preseason, I won't even take a kicker. you got to stash those backup running backs to make sure that yeah, you if right. something happens, yeah. you're the guy ahead of the curve. So that's kind of my strategy. I don't really go into it locked into I'm taking RB here or I'm taking wide receiver here. You definitely have to just let the draft come to you and react to what other owners are doing. And you mm. made a great point about stashing backup running backs. Got like the Jamal Williams in Green Bay, because you know Aaron Jones might go down. Mm. Or Devontae Freeman might go down in Atlanta. So go ahead and get Edo Smith. You know, so you, you made a great point right there. Never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I usually wait till someone gets hurt. <laughs> and then start, then looking, start for looking for somebody. Try to beat them on the waiver wire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Matt, thank you so much for your time. You've been extremely generous. It, it gives us a new perspective. And, you know, as people are talking about this stuff as they prepare to draft, obviously girly is a huge thing going into the weekend because there's a ton of drafts coming up. Uh, you know, of course, we touched on the sad news with uh, Andrew Luck and maybe a possible comeback. But thanks. And please, we want to want you to come back on the show at some point during the season. Yeah, so that'd be awesome, guys. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, appreciate Best you, man. You were awesome, man. And, Appreciate you. And best of luck yeah. in uh, long live Vermont. That's yeah. what I said. <laughs> Vermont, if you guys are ever on the East Coast up here in New England, let me know. Got All right, it. cool. All right, man, thanks. All right, fellas, have a good night. All right, you too. Bye. We'll be back with more of my Big Black Fantasy Podcast after these words. You know, fantasy season is upon us. Everybody's excited. But you know who gets left out? All the fantasy, the, you know, the wives, the wives get left out, the girlfriends, you know, you're, you're messing around with your fantasy, you're on your phone, checking your players, you're, yeah. you're wheeling, you're dealing, all that other stuff. Do you know how to make sure your fantasy season ends up being a fantasy for her? How? You got to go to Touch of Romance, man. You gotta oh, go to Touch yeah. Touch of Romance. That's a great place. Go pick up some toys. It's yeah. the best you can do in adult entertainment. You get your toy, you got cock rings, you got... Doc Johnson's fuck machine, which Damn is called right. the, yeah, it's called the Power Banger, yeah, and it delivers superior power and endless deep pleasure. It's 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 unmatched. I'm gonna it, tell you what you do, man. What do you do? Early in the morning when you're watching the fantasy show, do it. You know, check on your injuries and everything early. Mess with her in the morning, and then right after the uh, late game, mess with her again before the uh, the five o'clock game comes on. Exactly. Touch of romance. Get the products. Touch of romance makes that all available. Right. You can find them by going to loverspackage.com. Remember, you get thirty five percent off purchases over one hundred twenty five dollars. And also, do you know what else they do, doggy? What they give you classes if you're in the L A area? No shit. Yes, they do. 
you can go and see the Restraints and Ropes workshop where they're talking about bondage. That's what they're talking about, though. Oh, my goodness. They have workshops on bondage. They have workshops. That sounds fun. On squirting. Wow. It's all true. So go ahead. Check out your people at Touch of Romance, loverspackage.com to find out more information for all of your adult entertainment needs. Yeah, make time for your wife. All right, and we're back. And a thanks again to Matthew Betts, physical therapist extraordinaire, uh, advisor to many different podcasts featuring fantasy news. Uh, we're going to have him back. I think the information is good. We hope you get some value of it out of it as you draft this weekend. And, and more, more injury news. And We mentioned it earlier. Lamar Miller out for Houston. Wow. We'll get right back into it. Doggy, can you trust Duke Johnson with that workload? You know what? I, I would have to. Yeah. I mean, you know, because of Duke's past. He's a hell of a receiver, even though Deshaun is not really used to throwing re- to re- uh, to running backs. Yeah. But you know what? That might help Deshaun Watson's game a lot. Mm-hmm. Like if Lamar Miller was a better catcher out the backfield, Deshaun wouldn't be getting so many damn hits yeah. trying to elude people with their terrible line. But uh, I think Duke, man, Duke is a beast, man. You know, if he if he gets the time. You know he's a beast, and he's he's a proven beast. He's a proven. He he caught what about seven hundred some passes like in his career. Yeah, you know he's a monster. I mean, if you knew he was going to play on third down when Lamar was was healthy, now they're giving him two. This he could be a three down back. He's basically a three down back, is what they're saying. Duke Johnson could easily go in the third round. He could if people paid attention. Um, this is the thing though, you have. You're in the situation where you're in that fifth to sixth round, yeah. and you see Duke. But in a mock draft as recently as this morning, I saw Josh Jacobs still around. And so now you're going to pick between Josh and Duke. Josh is not proven yet in the league. That's true. He can end up like, uh, what's your boy's name that came out of Alabama is out the league? Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson, exactly. You know, he can end up like him. You but you see, yeah. running with his eyes closed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So he has to prove himself to me. That's why I pass on him. You know? Yeah, it's it's easy to pass on, but this is the thing. One thing you got to watch, because there's a little rumor mill stuff coming on where Clowney's about to get traded, and you start hearing things about Kenyon Drake. Yeah, like he's going to get a lot more touches. Like, he could come over to Houston. He could take those first two downs from Duke. And the thing is, is which would be sad, and I, it, it, you hope that any trade is done before the draft or to be, before you draft. Yeah. But you'd hate to draft Duke only to find out later that those two downs, that first and that second down, are taken from him by somebody like a Kenyon Drake. Or even, I've mentioned, you know, somebody from Miami, like a Ballage or whatever. Yeah. So that's the one thing that would scare me off of Duke. Um, if he's there in that fifth to sixth round area and you need a back, like especially if you get him in your flex, you got to take him. You got to take him. You got to take him. There's, yeah. no, there's no reason not to. So just be leery of who they may bring in. Uh, to help him out because he's he has yet to carry that full load. He was a t- totally totally productive thir- three, third down back. It has yet to be seen whether or not he can carry this full load. So you we'll know, see. backs are pretty easy to find, man. It could be backs on the practice squad that balls. It's a lot of cats that could run the ball that's not in the league. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, or just on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. So you know, they might not even even if they pull the trigger, they might send Clowney to Miami for picks. Sure. And money. Sure. They you know what I'm saying? And if they did that, that would affect my thinking on Houston's defense. Sure. sure. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you're double teaming JJ all day now. Yeah, now yeah, now you're you know, you're weakened. Yeah, you're weakened. You know what I'm saying? But um 
if if Drake did go over there or Duke did get some help, then I would be pissed if they didn't do it before Andre. They need to do it today. Yeah. So we'll know we'll know what's going on. You know, I'm selfish, but we'll know what's going on. But uh, other than that, man, shit. You know, I, I can't. You know, I I love Duke Johnson. Yeah, I, I love him. I think if he's there and and you don't, you, I, I wouldn't reach for him. But if he's there when it's time to pick and it makes sense, I think you go for him. But keep an eye on that, that trade. That's the, my one warning. Um, another issue: running back holding out, not Zeke, but Melvin Gordon. One of the guys that covers the Chargers writes a story that he believes Melvin Gordon will be in uniform, ready to go week one, based on his hunch yeah i'm not drafting based on the hunch <laughs> um and you know what would suck if he did if he's right yeah because in some mock drives i pick eckler sure and i pick uh, the young young one, uh, jackson yeah you know so uh it would suck man because if just think if i would pick eckler like okay well fuck it um gordon's gonna be out all year he has to prove a point mm-hmm. because he's been injured a lot sure and he only has like what one year on his contract and he's only going to get like five million this year, five point six, something like that. Yeah. So I would get Eckler to play my flex. Why wouldn't you want Eckler in your flex and Gordon's not playing? You no, know that, what I'm saying? no, so, that makes sense. But, but it, it would suck if he did come back week one. Yeah. You know, because you know, just for fantasy owners, but for football, it's great. No, it's great. When you're getting ready to draft, you can't go off a hunch. No. You know, that's you have to go off facts. Off facts. That's why as the season progresses. You have to really follow the reporters that follow the team. Yeah. This guy, Eric Williams, is a credible reporter, but I can't go off Eric's hunch. Sorry. Right. I need I need a member of the team to be quoted. I need an agent. I need some I need to hear something else other than a hunch. But just a reminder to go ahead and check out the local newspapers of the teams that you you know you have players on. You know, follow figure out who the beat writer is. You know, follow him on Twitter, follow him on Facebook. That way you get an idea of what's really going on with the team. These guys are there, and young ladies, excuse me, are there every day with the team. They know the ins and outs. That's a good way to get your fantasy advice. Man, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, man. You know, I'm probably going to do about four <laughs> mock drafts tonight. At least. You At know least. what I'm saying? Because I won't be able to mock draft to this time next year. Yeah. You know, so, hey, man, I'm, I'm so excited, and, I, and I'm ready to go. No, it's an exciting. And I'm the champ, man. You know, you have to knock me off, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Champ. I'm the champ. I'm the best in the league. Yes, you are. And um in our league. And um shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go, man. Ready to go. No, um, it's like I said, it's like it's an exciting time of year. Uh even when you draft, there's a lead up to it, you're excited. But after the draft, you get kind of down because you want to keep draft you want to draft again, but you realize now you've got to put your team together and figure it all out. So Everybody's excited. Everybody should be if you waited to draft like most sensible people do. Um, another running back that is, you know, also holding out. We mentioned earlier Zeke. Ooh. Jerry Jones's tune is changing a little bit this morning. He comes out and he says, you know, he's, everybody's real confident about a day or so ago. Oh, Zeke will be here week one. Don't worry about it. We're going to get it done. All this other shit. Not today. Yeah. Jerry is saying basically, hey, we may not have him week one. And hey, yeah, you know, and then then as long as he's there for the playoffs, or, yeah, and you then, know, I don't have time for that shit. No, that, he's trying to put that PR shine on it right yeah, now, you know. Yeah, and so this is the you know going to be the issue is that where does he fall in that draft? Where I mean, we got a a situation right where the guy who picks first in our draft is a Dallas Cowboy fan. Yeah, we have a couple of Dallas Cowboy fans in our uh, league. Yeah, 
And they're tight right now. Yeah. They're really tight because they don't know. this. You don't know when you're going to have an opportunity to get one of your favorite players. Yeah. This may be their opportunity to get the, their guy on their real team, you know, because they play like that. I'm heartless. I don't care. I'm, <laughs> I, I, will, I will go pick a, a, a guy I have no affiliation with. I don't care. I used to root for the Bears. I'll pick every Green Bay Packer in the world if it Damn makes right. sense. Bullish have no name. No, this is we're, we're trying to win. We're trying to win the bread right now. So that's the question: Is it where is he? How far is he going to go? If you had to bet, doggy, where does Zeke go tomorrow? Tomorrow, Zeke's going in the first round. Yeah, tomorrow because I think uh, some guys are in our league are very cocky. Sure. So they figure they can pick Zeke. Yep. And then he's not going to start, but they're going to put him on, you know, the bench. They're going to have to put him on the bench because obviously he's not going to be playing. Mm-hmm. But they feel like they can go get two more legitimate backs to hold him off. Yeah. Until Zeke is back. I, I, I'm telling you what people are thinking, man. I definitely, I'm picking 11th, and I, I can bet that he's not going to fall into my lap. Mm-hmm. But if he did, I will pass on it. No, you, you pass. Yeah, because- I am. Because, again, my philosophy, and we talk about it on the show. That win I'm, week one. Win week one, folks. Don't, you're drafting to win week one. You're basically trying to outdraft the 11 other losers in your league. Okay? You want to outdraft them and win week one because your statistic, your rates of success increase dramatically when you win week one. Yep. And you cannot win week one if you waste a first-round pick on a guy who's not playing week one. Doesn't work. Yeah, fantasy's not easy. You know, it's not easy. You have to have GM skills, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's not easy because, you know, look at me, man. Exactly. You know, I'm. You know, some of it is luck. No, it's because you, you got to have luck. You can't predict injuries. Mm-hmm. But you, your core players have to be studs. Yeah. You have to have studs. No. And, and root for your team on your own time. Yeah. Separate it from fantasy. Yeah, I love the Raiders. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, I watch them and want the Raiders to win, but if – if they're playing the Steelers and I have the Steelers defense, I want Derek Carr to get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm more fantasy than I am Raider fan. Yeah, my favorite team is my it's fantasy. The bread. I'm, they're getting paid, so sure. I'm I'm chasing my bag. Trying to get your dough. Yeah. Um, it's time. And, you know, we're just going to keep this segment. I think it's a good segment. Yeah. Fantasy face-off. Yeah. Where we put two players together, say either or. What, which one and why? Okay, doggy, I'll let you go first. Keenan Allen or Adam Thielen? Um... Wow, that's a pretty hard one. Ooh, that's why I put it in there. Um, I would say Keenan Allen. I don't trust Cousins too much. Yeah, yeah. you know, I would rather trust Rivers because Rivers is going to look for him. But you know, out there in uh, Los Angeles, they have Mike Williams is going to come along too. You mean out here in Los Angeles? Yeah, out here. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so he he's going to. I'm thinking out there in San Diego, but yeah. he's gonna come along too so but you know you got Diggs on the other side as a number two mm-hmm. next to Thielen sure so I'm trying to look at targets you know you have to kind of really look at targets like who gets the most target who's targeted most mm-hmm. but you know you really can't go wrong either way but if I had to choose I would go with uh Keenan Allen you know ordinarily I might go with Keenan my only thing is that he and it seems like a minor injury now he had an ankle issue early in camp and my thing is, I, I I'm living. I, I had a regret years ago. I had Cam Newton who got hurt in in camp, and I ignored it, and it went right through the season. Yeah, I need to know a little bit more about that ankle. All right now, I would give the edge to Thielen, but it's a very razor thin edge because I realize that at some point, 
Diggs may explode, right. and that may be the detriment of Thielen. Or, or maybe Cousins can support both of them, and they can both be successful. But I think Diggs just has a growing role. I think he gets hurt, which kind of gives Thielen a little bit uh, more play. Yeah. But there's going to be that season, I think, eventually, where Diggs is healthy all the way through, and then it, it may get a little tougher for Thielen. Thielen, man, but Thielen balled out last year. so He did. I don't think you can go wrong either way. Keenan Allen has that injury history. Thielen shares the field with Mr. Diggs. I give the razor razor thin edge to Thielen. That's yeah, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong either way, but Keenan, just like we saw him at the Laker game, he looks a little slim, doesn't he? He's very he slim. looks like I could tackle his ass and break his ribs. No, know, he's he's very, so he, very slim. He, he looks a little fragile. Exactly. So, hey, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a 300-pound guy that, you know. Yeah, well, everybody's thin to you. Yeah, there, dog. you're right. <laughs> Got an old football flashback. Like, I yeah. can fuck that dude up. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to put the wraps on this show. We, you know, thank you guys for listening. We thank, once again, Matthew Betts for joining us and giving us all sorts of injury news and also tipping us off with that that uh, that Chubb. Man, he was great. Yeah. I liked him. That piece of information. You got breaking news. Uh, Chubb is, you know, maybe a little bit more secure because Kareem Hunt has that sports hernia now and all this other good stuff. So first guy I ever met out of Vermont. I've, I've ne- I didn't know Man. the I didn't know the state existed for real. I Damn. thought it was like the moon landing. Like he the was shit cool was as fake. Fuck though, yeah. yeah, but he's cool. I, we're we're gonna have him on the, on the show again. Yeah. But until next time, you can reach us on Facebook at my big black fantasy podcast. And also you can find me at Twitter at B underscore M B B F P. That's B underscore mbbfp like my big black fantasy podcast dog you have any parting words parting pieces of advice for folks as they head into the last week before the season no good luck to everybody man you know what i'm saying everybody except if you're in my league bad luck but (laughs) good luck to everybody man you know and don't um fold under pressure you know what i'm saying so you know fantasy you can have runs you can win like five in a row so if you're down like oh and two don't worry about it. Just step up into it, and, you know, it's all about next week, the next game. Exactly. Just put the best people out there and go for what you know. Yeah, the only thing you do is put these people in positions to succeed. You guys, you know, draft with your heads. You're on the clock. We're going to see you guys next time. Thanks. Peace.